Welcome to the Boss Cybernetics Podcast. We are here with Kristen and Erin, and today we are going to talk about how to save you money. Uh, we're going to talk about the packages that we offer, and is it worth it going to a venue that offers all-inclusive packages, or if it's better to do the a la carte option um, for the cheap asses that are out there. <laughs> and that's okay. If you want to be a cheap ass. Nothing There's nothing wrong, wrong with being, a cheap, being a cheap ass. There's nothing it's wrong with being a cheap ass. But you, you think you're saving money and you may not be. I mean, if you, there's things like a backyard wedding, right? Like I, hey, I mean, if, if the budget doesn't allow, then I am all for it. I would steer away from only courthouse weddings. That's the only thing I try to eliminate. And we've done everything in our power to eliminate the courthouse wedding. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how cheap you want to be or how affordable it needs to be. And a lot of times it's for really good reason. I'm, I'm here for it. It's when you're trying to cut corners but still have high expectations that I have a hard time with. Champagne taste, beer budget. That's when I yes. have a hard time with it. So, yes. I mean, we've what eliminated. What kind of champagne are you drinking, though? Because some of it's pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> we've eliminated the court. We've tried to eliminate the courthouse weddings. And we haven't even we haven't even scratched the surface to eliminate courthouse weddings. We do about 50 elopements per year. And it's not even close to the amount of courthouse weddings that are happening. And with how affordable we keep it within our venues, I mean, they can get... 100% married. They they can have the venue. They can have a bouquet, a boutonniere. They have a cake. They have coordination. They have professional champagne. photography. Professional mm-hmm. photography. And we start at one of our venues at Bakery 1818. We start at $795 for up to 100 people to watch you get married instead of going to the damn courthouse where you can't even bring in your cell phone. Like that sucks. Yes. So I'm no photos. I mean, Mm-mm. when you think seven ninety five, and it includes professional photography, you get a ridiculous amount of images for the time that you're there. You get your cake, you get the champagne toast, plus you get your flowers. Seven ninety five. Like, how much more affordable can we make that? Now, if you want the mansion, you're at eleven ninety five, right? But the mansion's backdrop is very different. Bakery eighteen eighteen's backdrop. So. Eleven ninety five, seven ninety five, but either which way, Belmont is nine ninety five. Like which <laughs> like, mansion, Joe? Uh, There's, <laughs> don't forget Belmont. <laughs> I mean, there is. Well, I'm going with Bella because it's the most expensive, but still, eleven ninety five for everything is extremely affordable. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we're not getting on that. We're getting on packages. And packages. recently, I have been seeing a ridiculous amount of venues posting about if you want a flawless wedding, you have to do all inclusive, and if you want a seamless wedding, you have have to do all inclusive and in the back of my mind i'm like wow finally jumping on the damn bandwagon are we that's nice because we've been doing late. this shit for 10 11 years <laughs> and you are finally jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> then let me help you out for all of those that are finally jumping on the bandwagon of all-inclusive weddings become a, a boss venue Mm-hmm. Because when you do, we take what you were missing out on 10 years ago when you decided not to do it because you thought it was too much of a risk and we were still doing it. And we've taken the all-inclusive process and perfected it. And not only that, added the apps, the software that you need to be able to make it absolutely perfect. So jump on the boss bandwagon instead of waiting another 10 years to be able to do that because you'll actually be in a much better situation and your couples will get a much better experience at your venue. But let's talk about the why. Why am I the only one talking? What the hell? We're just You're listening to you, Joe. Go ahead. I need Go to ahead. take a breath. You do need to take a breath. So let's talk about the whys, right? So you have the typical 
bride who, and I, I try really hard to get in her mind. And is it budget? Is it pompousness? Is it, is that even a word? Pompousness? Is it? I think we create our own words here. Sometimes. I'm okay with that. But is it just, she's so arrogant and she's like, I can do this. Or he's like, I can do this and we can cut corners and save a lot of money and everything else without understanding the repercussions. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it budget or is it just going to be that? I don't know. But the problem you have, and again, going back to the backyard wedding, all 100% for it until it rains. Mm -hmm. And the things that people don't think about with the backyard wedding, it's like, oh, my father-in-law has a bunch of land and we're going to do it out there and it's going to be awesome and his house is beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And that's great. What about parking? Because that's going to be a big problem, mm -hmm. right? And let's say you're inviting the average 127 guests based on the not.com, right? The average is 127 guests. So let's say you're just inviting the average how about bathrooms? How many bathrooms does your father-in-law have, right? How about food prep? How about tables and everything else? And then God forbid, what if it rains? You are describing to a T. I'm sitting here like processing like what ifs, what ifs, mm -hmm. what ifs. My mom actually got married on 10-10-2020. Um, it rained like shit. <laughs> exactly. Does anybody remember 10-10-2020? Because everybody I mean, it, wanted to get married on 10-10-2020. Exactly. It was the most requested wedding date of 2020. And 2020 was a show in itself because, you know, mm -hmm. Rona. But yeah. um, everybody wanted that date. And my mom was like, oh, we're getting married in 10-10-2020. And I was like, oh, God, you and everybody else. But it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, she did it in her backyard in Tennessee. Now, I can't speak to the rest of the nation, but it rained. Remember, she might be all, listening. No, that's fine. Be we nice. can talk about it. <laughs> uh, it rained all day long it in did. North Carolina. I mean, it mm -hmm. didn't stop. And it did the same thing in Tennessee. And she didn't invite 127 people, but she did host this in her like side backyard. Mm. Um, and I did. bet to her it was still the best day of her life. I guess. Like, she's like, you know, it was she, awesome. You know, like, I'm so thankful. Blah, 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 blah. You know, cool. she was married moons ago to my dad, but I mean, well, they got married in a church. We've had this conversation before mm -hmm. where back in. But I guess my point to her, the to, 70s, I guess to your mom, is that even if it rained like crazy, it was still the best day of her life. Well, she married her best friend. How so, could it yes, not be? How could be, it right? not be? I walked her. I, I guess one thing she didn't consider, though, because like she did have a tent. How do you get under the tent? And I say that to couples here all the time where they're like, oh, we could tent the lawn. I'm like, yeah, you can. We have an indoor backup plan, though. Like, mm -hmm. do you, how are you going to get under the tent when it's pouring down rain? You're going to you're gonna walk. You're going to get soaked. You're going right. to get soaked. Even under an umbrella, you're going to get soaked. I Because my what mom. they don't think about with an umbrella is an umbrella is really made for one person. I, I mean, unless you have mm -hmm. a freaking parachute, it's made for one person. I right? walked my mom down the aisle with an umbrella, and it was mainly more focused on her so I was like, it's fine. I'll get soaked. Um, <laughs> but it's made for one but, person. And when yeah. you have two umbrellas, well, that looks gravity terrible. takes yeah. place too. True. And the rain is still dripping down the umbrella. Somebody's uh -huh. still getting soaked. Somebody's umbrella is on top of the other person's umbrella. Yep. And the person who has the upper umbrella, the one on top, if you will, mm -hmm. the other person is the person getting soaked mm -hmm. because their rain is dripping down on the second umbrella, which is now dripping down on top of them Again, and their it, shoulders yeah. or head or whatever is still getting soaked. It's like they don't think about, so they just think, oh, we have a tent, but there's so much more that goes into it. When tents get rained on, mm -hmm. they're and loud. This is the yeah, reason like, why you hire coordinators that know what the hell they're doing. Is because when you do it for your first time, you don't think about all the what ifs. And there's a lot of variables that take place on a wedding day, right? Mm -hmm. So like your mom, she, she rented the tent, but then you still had to bring her out there. You walked her down the aisle in the umbrella and you, I'm assuming, got soaked. 
Mm-hmm. How'd that feel? <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, it's like <laughs> the best feeling in the world. No, um, it sucked. And um, I stood up there with her. And, you know, I mean, being in the industry, it is hard for me not to just pick apart a, a wedding mm-hmm. that's not in one of our venues. So I was just trying my best. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, the officiant isn't mic'd. I, I mean, I'm standing right next to her and I can barely hear her mm-hmm. um, because the rain it's on so top, loud. it's so loud. Yeah, it, of course. It was not light rain. Now, I mean, it wasn't a hurricane, but mm-hmm. it, it was hard rain on top of a tent. And I was like, God, I know whoever said, I mean, Chad was in the back row with my kids. I was like, I know they can't hear what's going on. And that sucks because <laughs> they're, your mom and Craig, her, her husband boo. is her husband. so into themselves in that moment. And they should be. It's the rock star moment, right? It's like we compare weddings to rock star moments all the time. It's like there's lights, there's camera, there's action. Everything surrounds these two people. Everything, all the people are there for these people. It's like you're up on stage. I mean, it's awesome. No matter what, it's going to be the best day. The problem is how much better could it have been? Mm-hmm. And that's where hiring the right, you know, the right venue or putting together the right package makes a difference. If you're I'm sitting here also thinking about the bathroom, I was like, yeah. she lives in a pretty small house and there How many pro- people was it? It was less than 50, but That's maybe still a lot like of damn 35 ish. Uh, for a small house, she only has one bathroom. I'm guessing well, there was a line. She's got a little bathroom in her master, but she didn't open that up. So it was like, yeah, a bathroom. That was a problem. <laughs> and then yeah. there's food prep. Was there a sit down dinner? No. It was just a rolling cocktail hour? Yeah. All right. And that's normal when you get married catered, at the house. Though. And that's normal, too. I mean, again, you're trying to cut costs. <laughs> Your mom is the epitome of everything I, I talk know. about. So. I know. It's like, mom, the least you could do is hire a professional photographer. I'm guessing she didn't. No. Okay. No. The lady that sold her the wedding dress was the photographer. There you go. So it's like, why didn't I run around with myself? It wasn't a cell phone. It was like a, you know, a nice camera, but... Yep. Look, and and <laughs> truly, it wasn't as important to her. No, no, no. Like I mean, she wanted to get was people like together. My, my big thing. I was. It's not my mom's. That's okay. You know, we all have our things. And I will say that most people regret not getting the right photographer when it's all said and done. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's so big. Like the day itself is so big. All the planning. It becomes so much. There's so much to do. Hence, again, the reason why you hire people that know what the hell they're doing. But. When one person's trying to plan it, it becomes so much. But then after it's all said and done, what do you have to reflect back on? Because memories fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you have a, an incredible photographer, it could make or break the way how you feel about your wedding afterwards because you get to reflect. You look at her photos, you'll be like, wow, she hired professional makeup. It was me. I, I was the <laughs> professional makeup artist. <laughs> So she obviously cut corners, saved money, uh, and again, I'm Every all for it. But I'm sure she looked gorgeous. She did. I mean, uh, listen, I can put on a pair of eyelashes on somebody else, not on me. Just So I'm, I'm good with the cut in the corners and the saving the money. If it's for the budget, then you have to do what you have to do. And I think sure. that makes perfect sense. But when you can... You know, you should have a certain budget and you're just doing it due to being pompous or arrogant, if you will, um, just to say, I know I can do this and I don't understand why this costs so much money like I that I have a hard time with. And then if you don't think about all of the all of the details, all the logistics that go into the day, some people are like, well, you just show up, you get married, you eat, you dance and then you go home. 
No, I wish it was that easy. I wish it's it was not. that easy. But there's Actually, a reason. Actually, no, I, I don't. I'd be out of a job. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's no a job. reason why we have flawless weddings in our venues. It's because yeah. of all all that we do to make sure that it's perfect. And if all the a couple cares about is I just want to party, then we certainly lay back and we lay off some, you know. But if they want that perfect day, then we give them that perfect day. But you have to account for a lot. So budget-wise... If you're going to rent a venue and there's still a ridiculous amount of venues out there that don't do all-inclusive packages, I'm going to go with, well, I'm just going to go with they're lazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a VRBO venue, Verbo, whatever venue, and all they want to do is turn the key, open the door, and then you have to, I mean, there's, I mean, God bless, I don't want to call out names, but... (laughs) Do it. <laughs> well, we just had a bride tour. I think you were you were Kara toured her. I can't remember, but I feel like it was at Bella. But she came from another venue um, within 15, 20 miles, if you will. And she had talked about she came from this venue. It's like a pretty house, a bunch of land. And they the couple has to set up all their own tables and chairs. The couple has to be able to set up all of their own personalizations. They don't do all-inclusive packages, so they have to be able to um, put together the caterer, photographer, DJ, florist, baker, rental company, um, hair, makeup, tuxedos, transmit, God bless everything. They have to do everything themselves. All that the house, if you will, does is open up the area for them to have their wedding. Do we know which venue I'm talking about here? That um, was, I had one at Belmont. Okay, I maybe had one Belmont. yesterday too, okay. though. I don't know that I mentioned the venue name to you, but I know what venue they were talking to me about, and There's that is so the case. so much yeah. work that they goes didn't tell into me that. it. I just know that you have to do all of that at the venue that they had just toured. And the problem is, it's like they just don't know any better. Sure. Like yeah. if that's the only venue that they tour and they're like, I love it. They just don't it's know. Any better. They don't know yeah. how much easier it could be. They don't know how much, how much less stress they can have. They have no idea what's involved. And at Unless first they come and tour us right after. Well, then obviously <laughs> they know, but yep. they don't like at first they probably look at it as, Oh yeah, we're going to set up all these meetings and we're going to go taste with like four bakers and we're just going to go there. We're going to enjoy so much cake and then we're going to do catering and we're going to go have a bunch of tastings so and see which one. Mm-hmm. And at first, First, it kind of sounds fun. It does sound fun. Yes. But, and it really does sound fun at the beginning. But then... It is fun if you have all the time in the world to do all that. Not to mention, like, or... what about the planning? Like, I have to pay for that. I got to say, a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of vendors kind of suck. Like, <laughs> I mean, they really do. Like, their follow-up kind of sucks. I mean, we do secret shopping a lot. And we try to reach out as, like, regular guests, regular clients, if you will. And we want to see what the response time is whenever they're not dealing with a boss vendor. Because recently, there was a social media conflict going around that if a vendor is tied to boss, then they are much more responsive. They take care of their clients, blah, 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 blah. And if they're not, then they don't. So... We started to secret shop and we wanted to see just filling out a regular contact form. How long does it take these vendors to actually respond to clients? Yeah. And it sucks. I mean, it It is amazing to me. And I went after Mm -hmm. boss vendors, not boss vendors, everything else. And it sucks. Like their response time, their follow up time. Absolutely ridiculous. It's just it's nowhere close to what it should be when running a business. Now, I will say. You have your 20 percenters, which are badasses. They're incredible at what they do. We know them easily. I mean, we know who we're talking about here. But then they have the 80 percent who some of the vendors like. Let me go into this, too. A lot of clients. <laughs> Please I do. Keep going. <laughs> A lot of clients think that. 
wedding vendors, like when you have a wedding, like you're a photographer, you're a DJ, you're a caterer, whatever the case may be, they think like it's like, um, I don't know, like they have their regular job and you're supposed to work 40, 50 hours a week, whatever it is, and you're a professional and you're doing everything. Let's pretend like it's a lawyer, right? Um, so most lawyers, I would guess, don't have part-time jobs also or full-time jobs and are a lawyer, right? Right. So, but the problem is with, with wedding vendors, they are. Some of them. A lot yes. of them. Yeah. I mean, they are wedding vendors, but then they also have part-time or full-time jobs because unfortunately the wedding industry just doesn't pay enough mm-hmm. to, to, so, well, it does pay enough. Let me go back on that. <laughs> because what exactly you're talking about? It pays enough if you if know how to run and a business and, and run you're your good business. at running a business, yeah. yes. then it certainly pays enough. But let's face it, a lot of wedding vendors love the trade, but they don't love the business. So they know how, like DJ, let's say, they know how to be a badass DJ, right? Like mm-hmm. they have all the equipment, they know how to set up, they know how to make the event run seamless. They are awesome. They are great DJs. There's no doubt about it, but they stink at business. They're, they're not great with sales, we'll say, and they're not great with business in general. So with business, you have a lot of things to be able to consider. And it's not just showing up for the wedding and being a DJ. There's a lot of other factors that go into it. It's how do you get your clients, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of that has to do with marketing, advertising, mm-hmm. all the other fun stuff, which they suck at. Follow so, up. And yeah. follow up once you actually get the client, Why right? Is it always the DJ, you know? I, I, I'll, I'll, or florist. Or the florist. Or cater. Or cater. Yeah. I can go and with I'm like, you know... We've got some really good ones we have that a are lot really, of really good great with yeah. communication. Um, but we've also seen a lot of really shitty ones. We've also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, wow, I, I don't blame this person for being upset. It's been a month mm-hmm. since you've responded. And that like, sucks. I'm it mad shouldn't for be them. more than a couple of days at the worst, <laughs> right. you know? And well, yeah, if you message a wedding vendor on a on Thursday a, yeah, night. Thursday night, Friday. Don't then expect them to, to be back to you yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get, even it. give them Monday. But yeah, I get it. So the problem is you have these wedding vendors and they do have to pick up part-time or full-time jobs because they don't know how to run an effective business and make it work. And I get that. And then we have some that are full-time and this is all they do. And of course they're badasses and, and we're all for them as well. But when you think of a lawyer, you don't think of the lawyer runs their practice or is a, you know, a lawyer at a firm and then they still have to be able to go out. Well, no, it wouldn't be at a firm because they're running their own business. So, so they have their own. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. marketing, they have sales, they have everything. They have to get their own clients. They have to be able to perform. They have to do follow up, blah, 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 blah. But when you think of that, that lawyer that owns her own firm or his own firm does not have a part-time or full-time job that they're also working for the most part, right? Right. But when you also think about it, they had to go through a ridiculous amount of education. Mm -hmm. They had to pass the bar. There are criterias that have to be met in order to be able to do that. There are none in the wedding industry. Basically, most of these people got into the wedding industry because they either attended a wedding or had their own wedding. It was like, well, that was cool. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, now I want to be a wedding vendor, right? I mean, that's really what got most people into it. Or a friend was like, hey, can you DJ my wedding? And then he's like, yeah. And then he did it. He's like, you mean I could make money doing this shit? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, they want to start doing it. It's like, or they started off in a club, right? But now they're starting to get a little older. The club's not working anymore. Now, all of a sudden, they have to go to weddings, and that's fine. And then uh, florists, you know, maybe the retail store isn't working out as well as they wanted it to. But with weddings, it's like Valentine's Day every single day where you get to mark up your flowers, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And there are good reasons for that. We go into it in another podcast. Mm-hmm. Why they have to mark up their flowers. It's not like just buying flowers at the grocery store. You mean there's they can't just go into, into their backyard and pick whatever flowers yes. you want? There's a lot of designing and everything else. <laughs> Don't get me started on it. Why but not? either which way, mm-hmm. if their retail shop is not working as well as they would like, or they just want to increase the amount of volume that they do, weddings are a great part of that, mm-hmm. right? So. You have all these vendors that never had to get any type of certification, never had to get any type of training, never, they don't have to. Some go out and do it, which I, which I commend, I appreciate them, but a lot of them just don't have to. They never took business classes or anything else, so that's the reason why they have to have part-time, full-time jobs is to be able to supplement the income. But when you think about packages, which is where we started this whole damn thing, <laughs> and you have somebody who does it flawlessly, like we do, you will save a ridiculous amount of money. I've used the word ridiculous a lot in this podcast. It's ridiculous uh, how yes. often you use that word. <laughs> you would save a large sum of money if you do it right. Let me give you some examples. Per all the wedding statistics that come out from the wedding report, which most vendors have access to, we can see what the averages are for 2022, 2021, 2020, so on and so forth. Every single year, the report is given to us. Every quarter, the report is given to us. And we can see where people are spending money. We can not only see nationwide, if you will, we can also break it down by state. We can break it down by county. We can help. We can break it down by zip code if we want to. And we can figure out what's being spent in those areas. And the way that they can figure this, of course, is the way how we all pay taxes. They're able to see the income for each person. So let's talk about something maybe minute, if you will, like the cost of a DJ. The DJ is the most, in my eyes, one of the most instrumental people at your wedding. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And I've, I, I have a, a love for the amount of good DJs that we have because they are my voice at a wedding. Mm-hmm. They tell, they give the guest direction. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, the, from the music not having to be cut off or mics not working or whatever the case may be, when you have a really good DJ and it's just an amazing time, it's from beginning to end, your wedding is perfect because of this DJ. So, but they certainly aren't paid enough, right? So when you think about how much a DJ is paid, on average, throughout North Carolina, I did this report on just North Carolina, so from the mountains to the coast, the average amount that is paid to a DJ is $945. Now, that's all the times that the DJ had to meet with you to go through all the music selections that you have. That's all his equipment that he or she has to maintain. That's making sure that your day is 100% special. You see now, this is where it gets separated from, let's say, like a photographer, right? Photographer is there to document the day and they have their style that they adhere to, if you will. And then they use their surroundings and they take a ridiculous amount of photos. And a photographer's work comes after the wedding day. It's whenever they have to edit everything because it's so time consuming. But they do stick to one style. For a DJ, that style rotates every damn wedding. Mm-hmm. So the couple changes every single wedding. The music changes for the most part for every single wedding. That first dance song, what they're going to walk down the aisle to, the introductions, everything is extremely personal for a DJ. And they're paid $945 to go on all these meetings with you. Not only have you fill out the book and do all the follow-up, 
but then take all this information and put it into one day and make sure that it's a flawless day for you that they can't miss a beat on. Because if they do, you're going to recognize it, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is so personal. They have to become so personal with you. And they're only paid $945 on average. Like, think about that. That's, that's when you break down all the meetings. Now, yeah. the mm -hmm. benefit of the, the DJ meetings, the emails, the is once calls. the wedding is yeah. over, they're done. They're done. It's yeah. not like the photographer, right? But once the wedding is over, they're done. All their work is preliminary. And then the day of. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. all the photographer's work is post-wedding for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. So, but again, only $945. And then within the boss network, we even pay them less than that because we're assholes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's because we feed them a ridiculous amount of money, but it's not a lot less. It's just a small amount. But let's look at coordination. We include coordination in every single one of our packages, right? Mm-hmm. And the average coordinator is paid $1,605 in North Carolina. Average coordinator. Is that month and day of? Is That's that... month of and day of, yeah. Okay. So $1,605 our couples save just by booking one of our venues. Because we include coordination. Now, why do we include coordination? Because 11 years ago, I said, hell no, I want to be in control of everything. I don't want some Mickey Mouse coordinator coming in here <laughs> representing our venue. And then the guests go home with that taste in their mouth. It's mm -hmm. not happening. We're going to make it perfect. So the first three weddings that we did, we hired coordinators to be able to coordinate those three weddings. I took notes physically, mentally. I made sure that everything was perfect. I looked at what each coordinator did and then took their, their, the things I really loved about them and incorporated it into my own style. Right. But, mm -hmm. and then of course I have trained since then a multitude of coordinators to be able to carry on the tradition, if you will. But every single one of our couples save an average of $1,605 on coordination. They would have to hire a coordinator for their wedding just to make sure that the day runs somewhat smoothly, coordinate with all the vendors, make sure that the timeline is met, all the other wonderful stuff, right? Mm -hmm. $1,605 they save. That's a good chunk. That's a good chunk of change. And, you know, you say it's like the Mickey Mouse coordinators. I, I mean, I would say between our venues, we probably coordinate, what, 97% of the weddings? I'd agree. Um mm -hmm. But you get that 3%. And I'm like, oh, no. Where did you find these people? I get no, no, mad. Sometimes like, you'll hire like a legit good one. And I'm like, Sometimes. they're so good. I want to work with you. Let's put you in I box. mean, the shock is great. She's great. You know, like Lauren, I love working with her. Lauren, I love working with her. Um, There's a few of them. Yes, That are, are really good. But, but, but the ones who man. aren't, man. Like, like, to me, it's like, how much I of an ass are you? know how good it could have been, and you ruined it. And, <laughs> and the fact is, they knew that they didn't have the, the, the experience, mm -hmm. and they still agreed to the contract because they wanted the money, and they want the experience, but that's not how you gain the experience. That's like saying, I'm going to become a lawyer. I don't have to pass the bar, but I'm going to represent you in your murder case. And I know you're going on trial, but I'm going to try like all hell. I know your life is on hell. the line, yes. but don't right. worry. I got don't you. Don't worry okay. about it. I got you. I can do you're this. Good. And you just pay me and we're going to be all right. No, You can that's pay me bullshit. half of what you'd pay a decent lawyer. Not, mm -hmm. not even like the best one. Just and that's the problem. Yeah. It's like the, some of these coordinators, some of these event professionals, if you will, they, they should be training under other coordinators first. 
They like should an be apprenticeship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They should go to other coordinators that are well experienced and say, you know, I'm willing to be your apprentice. You can pay me a minimum amount, if anything, and just teach me. I'm looking to start my own business, blah, 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 blah. There are programs and stuff that you can take, but nothing is like real life experience with a hundred to 200 people in front of you that you have to be able to move in different directions. So mm-hmm. I wish instead of them just accepting the money and accepting the cash and saying, well, I'll just figure it out. And then ruining somebody else's day because you had no idea what the hell you were doing, but they had full confidence in you that you wouldn't do that until you actually received the proper training. Hence the bar before you can become a lawyer. There's nothing like that in the wedding industry, although I wish that there was, because a lot less mistakes would happen. But how else do you get the, like, do you know what to do other than following another or learning from another coordinator? Like, all the things, well, if this happens, you can do that. Or if that happens, you have a backup to do this. I mean, and again, they have to follow another coordinator in order to be able to have that happen. But a lot of, again, we live in a pompous society, right? It's like, we'll figure it out. What could possibly go wrong? What's going to be that bad? So you just got to be able to be a critical thinker, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is. Um, Some of it you have to use some common sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Experience plays a huge (laughs) part of this. Common sense is hard hard to find these days. (laughs) But when you think about the fact that the average coordinator is $1,605, and then you have this one bride who was like, oh, my wedding was so perfect, and I did everything so great, and I'm so happy, and now I want to do this for other people. And that's great. But you have zero experience. So gain some experience first before you charge somebody an X amount of dollars to be able to do it. And then they're thinking they're still going to have this perfect day because you're a coordinator. But this also comes down to the couples. Do you do diligence? Mm-hmm. I mean, find out what weddings they have coordinated in the past. Don't take on somebody who's brand new and have high expectations. I mean, you bring on somebody brand new and they're like, look, we don't really care. All we want to do is party then no problem. Have fun. You know, it is what it is. You're still going to make the venue look like shit, but all they want to do is party. That's not very difficult to be able to get to that point. But if you are looking for a good, at least good coordinator, then do your due diligence and make sure that they have all the reviews it takes. And I'm not just talking about their friends and family leaving reviews. I'm talking about actual clients that they have worked with in the past that will say this was absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. They're incredible at what they do. They thought of everything, blah, 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 blah. So let's go ahead and talk about catering. So catering, the average amount that a caterer is paid for a wedding is $41.41. Per person. Per person. $41.41. Now just do the math in your head. If it's 100 people, pretty easy math. The average is 127 guests at your wedding, but $41 and change per person just for catering. That's outside of doing an all-inclusive package when the venue doesn't have a negotiated rate with the caterer. Now on average with the boss network, you can save up to $22 a head off of that number, bringing it down to $18 a head on the catering. That's a huge savings. Whenever you think about how much you're saving there, that's $2,200 for every 100 people that you're saving by going with an all-inclusive package where the venue has a negotiated rate with the caterer. 
That's a lot. A lot of money, yeah. I mean, when you On take that On top of what number, you've already saved in coordination. Coordination mm-hmm. and DJ. Now let's go ahead and talk about photography, right? Because photography is the big one. It's the one. So when we bring out a bunch of vendors on your day of interviews and we're like, hey, listen, I know you probably want to meet, you know, two photographers. Catering is usually pretty simple. DJ, sometimes you want to meet two DJs. Sometimes you just want to go with the most popular one. Flowers, depends on your needs. But photographers, very, very rarely do we have it. Now, we just want to meet one photographer. We'll be good. Right. And that's it. Usually they want to vet the photographers. They want to look at their work. They have a particular style that they want to adhere to. But photography is the big one. And on photography, the the statewide average that you're going to spend on photography, just, just, just no more than eight hours worth of photography, and the rights to the edited images and um i don't it wouldn't even include an engagement session they have engagement sessions listed separate but the average amount that you're going to spend on a photographer is two thousand one hundred and twenty four dollars two thousand one hundred and twenty four dollars now our photographers if we're going to go with the average we'll go with our middle package right our photographers are paid 1400 which means just off of that number, you're saving $724 on photography. But there's a catch here. A lot of our diamond photographers, when, when COVID happened, especially, and some of them are still staying there, they decided to move into our middle package. So our diamond photographers that are typically charging 4000 plus right now, you can capture some of them for that $1,400 range. And that is a huge savings on what outside non-boss venues or couples are getting as far as photography-wise. And then you have extra money to do extra things that you want to do versus if you go outside and you don't do the all-inclusive packages that offer the savings, then you won't be able to do it. I mean, on average, our couples in the Boss Network save $5,500. That's on average, right? Now, just look at the math. I mean, this is why that's it's so honeymoon. important. That's For real, a honeymoon. You know? Hell, that's some of the venues are $5,500, right? Yeah. So by doing the Boss Network, you're basically getting your venue for free. I mean, when you think about that, like how much money you're saving on all the vendors, like rentals, for instance, I mean, you could save up to $1,000 just on chairs, tables, place settings, all the stuff that you need for the entire wedding. On average, couples spend $1,889 on that stuff. I don't think that a lot of couples budget for that. I, I think agree. That, I don't think a lot of couples budget for rentals. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, well, I think when I first started planning, I was like, okay, venue, photography, food. I, mean, I don't even think I thought about the DJ. And I really didn't think about tables, chairs, knives, forks, linens, water glasses, wine glasses, spoons. I don't like, think most couples think topper. of that. Yeah. Cake topper that I <laughs> still to this day didn't want. But <laughs> on average. But you got it. I got it. You're going to spend $1,889 for rentals. Now, that doesn't matter if it's coming from the caterer. It's all separated on the mm-hmm. sheet. That doesn't, some caterers can offer it as an upcharge. Some venues offer it as an upcharge, some included in their rate because they know that it's going to be spent. Mm-hmm. But the point is you're going to spend $1,889 on, on average for all your tables, your linens, your place settings, everything that you need throughout the night. We save you on average $1,000 off of that number. That's another huge savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you take all of these savings and you're like, you know what, not only is it going to be easier to go all-inclusive with the right venue. 
and I will say it over and over again, there's a lot of venues that are jumping on the bandwagon now going all inclusive because they're not booking as much business trying to do just venue only. And the couples have to piecemeal it all together, especially knowing the fact that this is their first time piecemealing it all together. And it's costing them a ton more money than what it should cost them. But a lot of venues are now jumping on the all-inclusive bandwagon, but they still have no experience doing it. They don't have the negotiated rates. They're just asking vendors, how much do you charge? How much do you charge? How much do you charge? And then they put it on their website and say, these are the vendors that we work with. Now, again, make sure when you go all-inclusive, you have a final number at the end because you should have a final number at the end. All-inclusive is not, well, you can work with these vendors, but you have to put it all together. That's not all-inclusive. I mean, Erin said it best going back months ago, maybe longer than that, whenever she said, when you go to a five-star all-inclusive resort, you don't need to leave the resort. It's the exact same thing with an all-inclusive venue. You shouldn't have to leave the venue. And that's hence why we offer our day of interviews. We do everything for you. You meet with our coordinators. We make sure we don't sub out coordinators from the outside. We do it all for you. There's a big, big difference there. So make sure who you're hiring can be trusted and they have the reviews to be able to back it up. So that's it as far as all-inclusive and the numbers. Um, there's a lot of other numbers on this list, like, and some of these are just fun to be able to say, but the average wedding ring right now is costing $3,922, the, what the average person is spending on their engagement, in the engagement ring. Wow. Weren't you talking about the, what is the rule of thumb on how much, you, and well, I, I, the I, rule of thumb I disagree was with this. from... <laughs> jewelers because they're like you have to spend three months salary and that just increases the price what is it that it's either two months or three months of salary three months salary well not everybody makes as much as your husband Aaron. i mean i'm just saying like some people only make you know five hundred dollars a month so and then so the average though no 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 and and not that chad's some like crazy rich dude because he's not thanks Uh, (laughs) but like you have to find the average somewhere. So you have multimillionaires mixed into your average. And then you have, you know, the people, people who, who can only afford $100. Who could only afford $100. You know, like, so you, where's this average coming from? Where's the average? <laughs> so then you have some other stuff. Like the average amount of tips on a wedding is $434. For the entire wedding? For the entire wedding. Wow. So... Tips are included with us. Gratuity is all included in our packages. The vendors are extremely happy to get continuous business. Now, if they go above that and you want to help them out, sure, do it. But it's not expected. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I always tell, you know, because I get that question a lot. And it's like, it's never expected, but always appreciated with mm-hmm. vendors. Like, you know, don't tip, like, at least our venue, don't tip the venue. Don't, you know. How about thank you cards? We like the average cost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, $88. Oh. I was going to say 100 Now, how many couples actually do them? I did. I did not. Well, okay. you, individual <laughs> thank you cards I did not because a lot of people came from the same. She was still pissed or- at the 10 bridesmaids. Anyway. And the sister. And the sister. We actually talked about this the other day. Anyway. Did you make her listen to the podcast? Uh, I did tell her that she needed to listen. And she's like, I would definitely do that. But anyways, um, the reason I didn't do individual um, thank yous is because a lot of the people were in the same organization. And I could just send one card and hit 50 people. Cheap yeah. ass. Well, I would have done the same I was. thing. I was. I just turned 20, so I was a very cheap ass. So let's look at this one. So we know that the average spend for a DJ... Right, we went over it. It's nine hundred and forty-five dollars is the average spend for a DJ in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The average spend for a band two thousand four hundred and six dollars. 
average spend. When so you when think about what a DJ in, does versus what a real. band does, bands play in sets. I'm not knocking bands. No. Bands are fine, but they play They're in sets. They're not made for the ceremony they cocktail coordinate. hour. Yeah. They don't do all the coordination. They don't. And when I say coordination or the voice of the night, you still have yeah, your coordinator. They're not usually emceeing as well. And mm-hmm. then when they're on their set, then they're just playing regular background music. You can't request anything. So, I mean, but there are a lot of members to a band, which is why it's so much more expensive. So when a bride tells me, oh, we really want a band for our, for our wedding. I'm like, oh, that's fine. But that's a hell of a lot of budget you're going to bust up. Yeah. So you have that. You have... Um, let's say the average wedding dress. You ready for this one? The oh. average wedding dress. I'm excited about this one. $1,552. Mm. And was get this. More? Mine was less. Mine was more. In North Carolina, they spent a total of $70,451,488 on just wedding dresses. Wow. Just what? wedding dresses with a the lot. amount of weddings that took place. So... <gasps> Which, by the way, was 45394 weddings that took place. Oh, okay. Yep. So an average of $1,552 on the average wedding dress. I'm curious. Will you tell me what your wedding dress cost? $2,000. Wow. I mean, see, so you are above average. Mm-hmm. Mine was like 700 But my, uh, I went to a little boutique, and they were discontinuing, like, carrying the designer. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it off the rack. So there was no special orders. I did have to have it altered. So, you know, maybe after alterations, 900. It was still well, 9, I did add three yards of train to my wedding oh, dress. So. Was that part of it? Mm-hmm. The average amount spent on hair and makeup, $85 per person. That's... Seems, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. You're about to be because I lied to you. It's eighty-five dollars <laughs> for hair. For ha- seventy dollars oh, for makeup. Hair and makeup that actually <laughs> seemed low. No, okay. that's, that still sounds right. So eighty-five dollars for hair, seventy dollars for makeup is the average. I would have thought you'd pay more for the makeup. The average limo that you're going to rent, the average cost of a limo, five hundred sixteen dollars. I was thinking high. like four hundred. Now, how about oh. wedding planners? The average wedding planner will cost you $3,200. You can have that. Isn't that something? I mean, whenever you, know, you think about all, it. A truly all-inclusive, at least, boss venue. I mean, that's just something to really you think about, it. you know? No, you don't. And then a lot of things that people don't think about is like the rehearsal dinner. The average rehearsal dinner, $741. Hmm. I mean, that's something to think about, right? I wouldn't even know what to pay for a rehearsal dinner. I was just thinking that. We had ours catered to my in-laws. Um, so, like, you didn't have, we didn't go to a restaurant. Right. But I'm like, if we had had all those people at a restaurant, that's probably... It's right about there, right? Yeah. I mean, favors, as much as favors are being kind of faded out, if you will, a lot of people just aren't doing them anymore. Mm -hmm. But the average amount spent on favors is $219. Total? Yep. I feel like that's kind of low. Yeah. um, I don't don't know. Uh, You know, we did koozies and candy boxes, and that's probably about what we spent. Mm -hmm. But you're right. We are seeing a lot less of it, and I think that would be an easy expense to to nix. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, how about this one? Oh, I love this one. So earrings. <laughs> like the for the bride? Ab- for the bride. The average amount spent on earrings for the bride. This one's going to be high. Really? $182. What? Average. Wow. Yep. Do you remember what yours was? My, mine were actually borrowed. So, you know, something yeah. borrowed, something blue, Cheap something ass. old, something new. I, bo- <laughs> I borrowed my mom's 
diamond earrings and I actually gave them back the night of the wedding. Like as soon as we were leaving, I was like, please take these back. Wow. Now one that comes in them. a little bit low, yeah. which I'm kind of surprised on. I don't know. Maybe I feel like it should just be higher because it's how it goes. But I guess it is only 20, 30 minutes worth of work. What is what it? it? What? The officiant. <laughs> oh, I'm, can I guess? There are pre-counseling set. I mean, this doesn't include pre-counseling, but I guess there are meetings beforehand that he or she should be You think it's low? Like what you're about to I say? think the number is low. If the you're average going amount. low, I'm going to say the average amount is 250 Yeah, 260 oh, Look at you. Yeah. I paid more than that. So two hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> but is my, what you my would officiant pay. was awesome. Well, you know, it's like, yeah. and do they do they do premarital? Um, I think my officiant did. I didn't do it, but um, do they go to the rehearsal? Yeah. You know, do they stay because he blessed our food? So I don't know. I think you get into all that. I'm sure it's equated into their price, so, right? <laughs> it's something to think about. But there are a lot of costs associated with a wedding. I mean, they say the average wedding in North Carolina right now is what wasn't it twenty eight thousand thirty three dollars? If I remember something correctly, like that. yeah. So that's it the was over average wedding, and that is certainly not what you spend whenever you do a boss wedding because oh, yeah. we help you save a ridiculous amount of money with a lot of these vendors, and we have the connections it takes. And all you have to do is communicate with us, and not to mention you have the app, the boss app, that allows you to see everything at the palm of your hand at any time you want to. There's just a there's a way that we have streamlined this and allowed you to be able to save so much money to get the same end result that that bride is paying that is so stressed out at the end of it because she had to do everything herself. And the venue was more of that verbo venue that just basically turned the key and let you in and you had to set up everything yourself. There's a better way to do it, but you got to reach out to us. It starts with a tour or a virtual tour, and then booking us, and then starting the process. But we got you. Anything else we want to add? I'm curious if the um, reports reported on alcohol. Alcohol, like they do. Oh, yeah, they they do. have it. And the average bar is $2,641. Open bar or beer and wine? Or That's like, the I open. Mean, it just says open bar. Open bar. Okay. So $2,641 is the average bar. Based on 127 guests, I'm going to guess a lot of these are beer and wine. Yeah, I was going to say that seems low. But $2,641. Now, granted, most of our couples for 127 guests can get away with an open bar for around $1,000. So you're still saving $1,600 just on the bar service. Mm -hmm. Whenever you incorporate how much the alcohol is going to cost and how much the bar service is going to cost, it's right around $1,000 for 127 guests. So you're still saving $1,600 basically on bar service. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? I'd say just just <laughs> take take a chance on us, guys. If nothing else, hop on the website. For I mean, real. because I'm sitting here like, in okay, Bella Kalina of the Boss Networks. We are one of the more expensive venues, when, but <laughs> nothing compared to what those numbers you no. just rattled off. You know, no. like. I can't remember, and I do all the invoicing here. I cannot remember the last time I saw a $27,000 wedding here. No, mm-hmm. no like, it just doesn't happen. You'd have to add all the things and have 175 people and, you know, like mm-hmm. add all the wants versus needs. And I, I don't Which remember the Which means like the pretzel cart, the coffee cart, the uplighting, right. the, the, photo booth, lighting, the, the photo booth, the photo booth, photo shooter. Have way more than 127 people, yeah, second shooters, all the sessions, sessions. photo yeah. books. I mean, everything would still have be to be added. pressed to spend. 
you know? Yeah. Like, can but there's you? a difference. Yes. I mean, we're not but, trying to keep up with this norm. What we're trying to do is make it affordable. Absolutely. I mean, you do not have to spend this much money to have the best day of your life. And we prove it time after time after time. And at Bella, let's say, for Aaron, I mean, we prove it well over 100 times a year easily. I mean, at this point, it's just trying to find a date that works because of all the dates that are already booked. Mm-hmm. My so. wedding was here in 2015, and I easily spent 10000 less than what the going average is in North Carolina. And when you think about it. And I had it, more than 100 people. And I had wants. Both you of know, you I, right now are booking in the 2025. I saw bookings yeah. come over for yep. both of you this week for 2025. Yep. yep. So I think that at this point, and well, I know Aaron has one for 2026, but a couple for 2026. You can see that on the live calendar. But wow. either which way, you just want to make a good educated decision tour the facilities, allow us to be able to show you the differences. Kristen put together a hell of a format that gets given to each one of the tours that breaks down all of these numbers for you so this way you could see the average savings compared to touring another venue that doesn't do anything for you or basically just started with all-inclusive instead of being a seasoned veteran at it and if you decided to book one of our venues how much money you would save but that's all sitting there at the belmont mansion eventually Aaron's going to catch up and grab that form and put it in her packets too no if it ain't broke don't i'm just just kidding All right, enjoy yourselves, have fun. I'm glad you listened. Get ready for the next podcast. Bye-bye.